Hej så välkommen till Kryssers första podcast. Vi har haft några runder nå i rumjulen där vi har tänkt lite på hur vi bäst kunde dela lite av de teman vi är er egentligen väldigt upptagna av. Först ut ska vi ha en prat med Jeff Butler. Han är er editor och publisher av plugboats.com. Det är er världens störste elbåtblogg. Och vi går igenom en del temar runt elektricitet, miljövärn. Så god förnöjelse. So Jeff, uh, I did I did some research on you. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And 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 uh, I I saw that you had like seventeen uh, different jobs the last forty-one years. Is that many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's only the ones I listed. Yeah, that's one that you, you listed, right? <laughs> so, so it would be interesting just so the listeners um, can have get the idea on who you are. Can you uh, and what what's important for you? <laughs> if I if I could figure out who I am, then I would tell you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I started out in the. Uh, in magazines, doing magazines, because my father did uh, magazines. Uh, and so when I was young, I would uh, go and help him, you know, work at, at the newspaper and the magazine. Uh, and then then when I needed a job, that's where I went and got a job. Um, so but I was always interested in, so that, so I'm old. So that was like in the late 70s when I first started working. Uh, but I was always interested, and my family was always interested in um, in you know in not wasting fossil fuels and, and in the environment. So we weren't like an a crazy green family, you know, with solar panels in 1963 or something. But it was always something that uh, was of concern. Um, so then I worked in the magazines for a while, and. Um, I was I was kind of successful at it. Then I went into advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into advertising because I uh, I played in a rock and roll band with a bunch of people that were in advertising, <laughs> and so uh, I wanted to get out of magazines. And and they said, well, why don't you come and join the get a job in advertising? So I went and got a job in advertising, <laughs> uh, and I was very lucky there. And I worked on uh, very uh, very big uh, projects. Um, for Pepsi Cola and uh, Foster's uh, Brewery and things like that. In mm-hmm. fact, I think uh, I don't know. I did a a, a commercial for uh, Pepsi for a, a brand called Team, which is like um, lemon lime, and it ran in the oddest places in the world. It ran in uh, Brazil, uh, Cyprus. Um, uh, Netherlands, Saudi Arabia, um, and uh, Finland, and Norway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I did that. Then I went and uh, directed television commercials. But I, I wanted to, I also, uh, when I left advertising, I wanted to start a magazine about um, the environment, but... Um, based on the capitalism of environment, because I knew that advertisers, um, you know, would, they still want to sell product. And so it was based on that idea of let's not think of the environment as something that is outside capitalism. It's not going to work unless people can make money at it. 
So then I went back and I started directing television commercials. And then I started a, my own ad agency. And then um, after that, then I said, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm tired of this. Um, so then I started to, to, um, to work on um, solar energy. So I did a blog about solar energy. And then through that, um, I saw um, solar uh, boat races. And then through that, I saw the Monaco solar boat race. And then I said, well, that would be a very cool thing to have here in my city of Toronto. Uh, and so um, I went to the uh, port of Toronto and said, how about we have a solar boat race here? And they said, well, that would be cool. Uh, and then as I was working on that, um, I went to the Toronto boat show. And so I was talking to people about, you know, like I needed a floating dock, a temporary floating dock. So I went to see somebody about that. And I went to see some boat builders so that they would um, participate with the students and give expertise in building the, the boats and things. And uh, so that was in fe uh, January of 2019. And um, all of the people that I talked to, even the guys that, uh, you know, kind of old school gas boat guys. Uh, they said, oh, well, you know, something's going to happen with those electric boats one day. And uh, so <laughs> anyway, I, I like I literally went home that weekend and I had done this blog about solar energy, but there's like a thousand blogs about solar energy. Yeah. Uh, and then I did, I had another blog about what I was talking about, about electrifying everything. Uh, and then I said, well, I'm, you know what? I, I know how to do this. So I'm just going to start a website about electric boats. Then I had uh, 1500 views in February. And then I posted some things on Facebook and then the English uh, Boat Association said, boy, this is great. Yeah, why don't you send it out to our members? And then I had 3,500 views and then I had 6,000 views and then I had 10,000. And then had... so now I haven't looked today because I don't look every day anymore. Like in this year, probably a million views. So it just grew and grew and grew um, because, you know, it, it, it was just good timing um and i didn't know uh well i shouldn't I, I it's not that i didn't know anything about electric boats i didn't know very much about electric boats uh mm. like you like i have boats but gasoline boats i've had them for mm. years <clears throat> and i and um about five years ago when i first saw torquedo i i thought that would be a neat thing to to look at but then you know didn't didn't do anything about it so that's how much I knew about electric boats. And then because, um, you know, in advertising, you do a lot, like you, you might be writing about, you know, cheese one day, and then you might be yeah. writing about software the next day. And yeah, then yeah, I used yeah. to do the advertising for the Ontario Hydro Corporation, mm. which is how I know a lot about electricity and the electricity mm. market. Mm. So I just started researching and I would write about, Evoy, and I would then find out about the background, and then that's what happened. So now, now I'm doing plug boats, and I did the Gustav Truve Awards, and uh, you know we had ten thousand plus uh, views for that, and their votes for that. And mm -hmm. now I'm on the um, board of the uh, 
Alternative Fuels Committee of Inland Waterways Association. So it's because uh, a bunch of fossil fuel boat guys said to me, something's going to happen with those electric boats one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, that is a really cool uh, introduction. Yeah, so, that's, that's, the short, that's the short story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we had a little bit of discussion earlier on, on, on what society need to do to to, to get more environmentally friendly or, or do you see anything um, in a way you can, can influence? I think that I also um, work with some people here who are very keen on having more electric vehicles in Canada mm. because we are far behind on electric vehicles. Yeah. Um, and, and that is partly because, um, well, to a larger degree, because um, – a big part of the economy in, in the province where I live, in, in Toronto and Ontario, has been um, building cars for the American car companies. <clears throat> right? Like um, Buick cars, you know, Buick cars of GM. So they actually started in, in Toronto, you know, okay. 100 years ago, and then he sold that company to General Motors. But there was, so there was car building plants here and it is a big part of the economy here and so i think we are now seeing we're at the point where the car companies are um now realizing that there's no going back it, it's electric vehicles here on in everybody knows that and now they are ready to make the big shift they wouldn't make the big shift before as i say to to this organization that wants more electric vehicles, I said, mm. no company. And I, and I have worked like with lots of big companies with, mm. you know, the heads of the big companies as well as the people lower down. No company walks away from the thing that makes them the most money. And so if you are a car company that has been building fossil fuel cars and making lots of money for yourself and your shareholders for 80 years, you are not going to walk away from that unless you have to. Now we're getting to the part where they are realizing that they need to walk away and that there is profit in the new cars. And once that gets to that point, then there's no looking back. So when it comes to electric boats, uh, I say to people that I think that electric boats are kind of six years behind electric cars. Mm -hmm. So where Tesla was six years ago, and where the EV market was six years ago, that's where electric boats are. And yeah. so, but then it, it will move faster. That, well, I don't know if it will move faster than cars, but as it all changes, then there won't be any gas motors anymore. Yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, I agree. That, that's kind of what I have noticed. And, and I've also noticed that when I first started plug boats, uh, I had to go out on the internet and search everywhere for something about electric boats. Now I get two things a day from people saying, can you write about me? Can you write about me? Oh, I'm starting a new boat in Russia. I'm starting a new boat. I got one this morning, a new boat company in Italy. I've got a new battery that I'm, that I, you know, I'm adapting for, uh, for marine use instead of cars. Yeah. So I can just see it getting bigger and bigger and bigger every day. What do you think is is um, your contribution to to society and humanity as a whole? 
Uh, well, I mean, my contribution is, um, to, you know, informing people about the options that are available, which is really what that's the, the most feedback I get from people is, oh, thank you. Thank you. I couldn't find out anything about this before. Okay. I, you know, I, I was interested in it, but I didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think for most people that the first thing was, it was like me, they, they go on the internet and they put in an electric boat and torpedo comes up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but that's what comes up. Um, mm-hmm. So but I'm happy now when I go, <laughs> now when I go on the internet and, uh, and go to research something, then a plug boats thing comes up and I say, I don't want that. I want something. <laughs> <new."> <laughs> yeah. But I think that is the biggest thing is, is just spreading the information and yeah. um, telling people about the benefits of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'm doing a virtual seminar on Monday for the Toronto uh, boat show because yeah. it can't go a bit. And I did one last year and, and yeah, people, they, most people want to do the right thing. Most people now are, or are, are many people are realizing yeah. that it's, uh, you know, it's not good to keep dumping carbon into our atmosphere. No. Yeah. 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 Um, but it, it's not the most important thing for them in their life. The most important thing for them in their life is making sure their kids are fed and healthy and those things. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, a car and a and a gasoline boat, they're pretty good inventions. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You hop in, you turn a key, boom. <laughs> you, you have fun and you're there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they want to do the right thing, but you, you kind of need to let A, let them know that there is another option, mm-hmm. and B, help them along in encouraging them, telling them why that is a better option and giving them the, the reason mm-hmm. to, to do, do that. So I think that is kind of what I, I don't have any grand vision of I'm going to change the world in a huge way. I just think, you know, the more people out there talking about it, the more people finding out about it, the more they will uh, go and ask about it, the more demand there will be for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. services such as yours. I mean, I can see that where I live in Toronto, that an electric boat uh, sharing uh, service would be great because people don't have the time or the money to go and uh, own their own boat, mm. but they would love the idea of I pay a membership and then I can go and rent a boat for two hours and go out in the mm. harbor and have fun and take yeah um, mm. and and have zero emission. Mm. Even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more people yeah. talking about it, and the more people finding out about it, yeah. and the more it, it's so, you know, if I'm going to change the world, it's going to be one little bit at a time, not not mm. because I'm the New York Times and telling people what to do. Yeah, but what what kind of actors do you believe should? Uh, so I think in. People ask me why um, Europe is uh, so far ahead of North America in um, electric boats. And it is um, undeniably because of regulations that were put in in Europe to protect inland lakes um, where, you know, fossil fuel boats were were banned uh, 
because in Europe, you know, that's where the drinking water comes from uh, is inland lakes. I don't, there must be 20,000 lakes in my province. Mm. So there's no, um, there's no government desire or public desire to ban fossil fuel boats on them because of, for the drinking water. I think that what you'll see is because of noise in some of them, uh, the, uh, there will be people uh, starting to say, let's not have fossil fuel boats. Mm-hmm. Um, but so to answer your question simply, we do need government to be involved. It, 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 it will, it will not happen and it will not happen quick enough without government giving some kind of um, either uh, you know, restrictions or encouragements for things. Um, so, you know, here I'm also, I started the uh, Electric Boat Association of Canada and just uh, a couple of months ago, our government um, has um, given some incentives for environmental projects. So I'm now starting to approach them about some of our canals, um, encouraging uh, electric uh, boats on some of those canals and things. So, but you need the government to do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> and that is also the reason why Norway is of, I have 52% of all car, cars in Norway, I think, right. I sold, are electric. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and that you need to do some incentives. I totally agree. Well, I can tell you. So we, uh, until two years ago, um, we had a government in in Ontario. So like, just to let you know, so like Ontario is the biggest province of Canada. So Mm -hmm. Canada, you know, is a huge country, has 38 million people. Uh, So 16 million of them are in Ontario and 6 million of them are in the area where I live. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to give you some idea, so in the province of 16 million people, uh, when we had incentives for buying uh, electric vehicles, um, electric vehicles were, let's say, it wasn't very many, but let's say, I think it was, we sold 30,000 electric vehicles. Well, A that, new government came in and took away the incentives mm-hmm. and it went down to 8,000. Yeah, yeah. The, the government needs to, because, you know, you, you, to get to that tipping point, you need the government to help you get to that tipping point. Once you get there, then capitalism takes over and you're done. Yeah, yeah. And that, that is what I think uh, maybe Tesla had done correct. Uh, they focused very much on the infrastructure in the start. And at the same time, they were attractive to look at and, and, and solve well, I, I think that one of the uh, important things that he did, I, like, I first read about uh, Elon Musk uh, like 10 years ago. It might have been more than that, when he was just starting out, because I read an article about this guy that was uh, um, building, or uh, trying to build an electric car company, but more importantly, he was building a charging system, right? And to me, I think that was one of the key things with Tesla was saying, we're going to take care of that charging system for you as part of the whole uh, infrastructure. Yeah. And because they need to work together. And he was also clever in the idea of 
recognizing what I said before, you know, he made them look like space age um, gasoline pumps because that pe people go, I know what a gasoline pump does. So this was like a space age gasoline pump. They didn't realize that they could have done it in their own home because the convention is, oh, it runs down and then I go to a pump, right? So he was clever in that, in a million ways. But I think, I think that his, um, his emphasis on the infrastructure and his emphasis on it not being a car company, but a technology company uh, are, you know, keys to the, to all of it. Yeah. That's why I asked you, it's sort of why I asked you the question about the uh, cruiser. Are you a technology company? And so I think that was a great answer that you are a, a, an entertainment company, uh, you know, an experience company. Yeah. 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 I think we should be, because it's all about the customer and the, and the experience. Right. And, and um, yeah. Right. And people, um, this isn't exactly right, but they're not, um, coming to cruiser because you're zero emission. They are coming to cruiser because they want to have a good time. And oh, it's yeah. a nice experience going out on a nice quiet boat and mm -hmm. it doesn't cost you as much as a whole boat. And that's yeah. what they are buying is the experience, not. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, obviously the zero emission is part of it, you know, but yeah, but well, you're right. You're yeah. selling an experience. Come out and have a nice day with your friends in nice quiet, and you won't be doing any harm to the environment. Yes. Oh, come me in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so because I, like I like I always like when I was boating. Also, like I've never since I was a kid. Um, right, I've never gone water skiing or uh, like I'm, I'm not a saint. I have uh, burned gasoline when I shouldn't yeah. have, but I've always gone. I don't see any point in just going out. And burning gasoline just to go have fun. Like, I, I never got that. Um, no, now, no. I have been out uh, three times on uh, jet skis burning gasoline for fun. And it was some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I I've but I never did it again because I, I just went, that's not the, that's not a good reason. If you have to burn gasoline to get somewhere, but if you're burning it, for fun, that's not not a good thing to do. Yeah, I totally agree. But uh, at the same time, I also think that um, it's all about helping people to make the right choices. So I, I think that people should, uh, if people enjoy doing water ski, uh, I think they should do it. Oh, but I think it's my like. Um, mission to help them do it in an environmentally friendly way. Absolutely. I agree. I, I don't, uh, I don't frown on anyone who, if they, I don't, I, you know, I used to smoke. I don't get mad at smokers. I say, yeah. I understand the smoke. I don't want to do it. Uh, I understand you want to go water skiing and jet skiing, yeah, you know, yeah. but, you know, but you're right. Now I say to them, you know, there's a, uh, an electric jet ski now from Montreal and they, you know, yeah. and most people go, Oh really? Mm. Oh, that'd be interesting. Tell me more about it. Mm. As I say, they want to, to they want to do the right thing. Nobody is going out on a jet ski because they have a desire to burn fossil fuels. They have a desire for fun. And if you can say you can have fun on an electric jet ski, they would say, 
sure if it fits. I mean, in my um, presentation that I'm making next week, I say there's the three E's, which is, um, you know, enjoyment, let's call it experience, uh, environment. Actually, mm -hmm. I, I might steal your word. I might steal experience uh, instead of enjoyment. <laughs> uh, but enjoyment, experience, then there's the environment, and then there's expense. Mm -hmm. And so everybody in, in lots of things balances those things and says, hey, it's going to be a great experience. It's, it's quiet. Uh, it's smooth. I can talk to my friends. It's, I don't, it's, don't have any bad odors. Um, it's good for the environment. So take that off. And then now, but the expense is, do I think that the other two things are enough for me to pay the extra expense or do I not have that now? And so I would like, you know, that's, you know, that's what everybody, um, balances all those things in everything they do that's what i know from marketing when they go to the store they say you know well i'd like to have that you know i'd love to have that 400 bottle of champagne but um you know I, I if i do that then i have to trade off somewhere else it's all figuring out what is the best thing yeah it's all about making it more attractive in a way yeah to help people make good choices so, yeah. yeah, it's giving people what they want, but um, in a better way, an improved way. Mm. And, and you know, and that, and you saw that yourself with Cruiser. That as much as there are lots of people, and, and by the way, there are more people in in Europe that would like to go it for slow boat rides than there are in North America. But as much as you know, you originally had the the, the green wave boats, and it's a nice cruising experience. You know, people love to go fast. Yeah, I think so. And uh, some people love to go fast and you need to give them the option for saying, here's a fast one that also has no emission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still see that uh, in average in 90, don't take me on the, I don't, I'm not sure if the statistics is right. right. But I think it's around 90 to 98% of the times the boats do less than 10 knots. Right. But everybody remembers the, the time when they did 35 knots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because that's, that's, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to go fast. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so, and, and as I say, there are lots of people that are happy to go six knots, but there will always be people that they only, they, if they want to yeah, go 35 knots or 40 or like, yeah. how fast, you know. And you, if you don't have an electric boat that does that, you can talk all you want about, you know, environment and blah, 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 and quiet. They'll say, oh, good. How fast does it go? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to wrap it a little bit up with that. Yeah. Like two more questions for you. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, how I, do I will you... try to make them a little bit shorter. <laughs> uh, so how do you uh, envision the future for boating? Where do you think we are in like five to 10 years? Uh, well, as I say, I think it will be about six years behind um, electric cars. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think electric boats are certainly less than 1% of all uh, uh, boats. 
Um, so maybe it will be 5% or 7% of all boats in six or seven years. Um, I think that also it will be because of the, um, just the physics of, of traveling through water rather than traveling through air, um, there will be certain boats that will um, turn over to electric more quickly. So I think you'll see more boats like um, the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like the, um, the green line yachts or the, um, or silent yachts, solar ones, big uh, boats like that, that they, they haven't been concerned about going fast. They have been concerned with having a nice luxurious time, a nice pleasant time in a big boat on the water. I think that they will, uh, they will, grow in popularity. I think that the, the smaller uh, boats, you know, the little fishing boats, the you know, seven kilowatt, 9.9 uh, .9 horsepower ones will grow. Uh, I think that the last ones to grow will, and I think that, I think like the green waves will grow. Um, and, you know, those boats, um, kind of displacement boats, you know, that go, six knots or whatever. I think the the most difficult one is that market that is the speedboat, just because mm -hmm. you're you're fighting against physics all the time with you know the battle of the weight of the battery versus the the power of the motor and how long you want to be there. So I think just physics will make those uh, the um the last ones to turn uh, and also because of the expense, you know, like Candela is an amazing boat, but it costs, you know, 250,000 euros or something. Right. Yeah not, yeah. not many people can afford that, but also those are the things like Tesla that drive the, the market. And I, I don't mean, I don't especially mean hydrofoiling boats, but the speed boats, although they're expensive, the rich people buy them and then that makes it more affordable for the others as there's more demand. So that's the long answer. The six, the short answer is I, I, I say five or six years behind mm -hmm. electric vehicles. Mm. What does it take for all of us to make more environmentally friendly uh, choices? Well, I think you are starting to see it now um that more and more people and especially young people are aware of the dangers of of well the dead end of continuing the way that we have been that things have gone so that is the first thing and that is i think we are now at the point where even I mean, the young people obviously know it. I think we're at the point where <laughs> the old people know it as well. They that they can know. They it can't be denied anymore. There is there is less and less people that try to deny it now. More and more people saying, "No, no, 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 no! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You're not telling the truth." Mm. So I think that is the first thing. And then once you do that, then it's kind of you know. I don't know if you have that expression in uh, in Norwegian, the carrot and the stick, which is yeah. you know, the temptation yeah. and the, the yeah. punishment. 
that's kind of the punishment. And then the carrot is you can help this without sacrificing your lifestyle by having an electric vehicle, by having an electric boat, by, you know, eating less meat, by doing all kinds of things that you'll still have a wonderful life. In fact, in, in lots of ways, it will be better um, now that you realize that you can't have the life that you used to have. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, I, I am an optimist. I think, uh, I think we are, um, for lots of reasons, at the, the tipping point. I don't, I don't think we've, you know, we talked about batteries and, you know, from what I worked on, uh, was working on solar panels and things. I mean, we are only at the beginning. Like the batteries are just going to get better and better and better and better. And although it may be incremental, um, you know, if you look at like Bloomberg's uh, new economy, the price per kilowatt hour of a battery eight years ago was a thousand dollars. Now it's less than $150 and you know, it will be less than a hundred dollars certainly by 2021, maybe by the end of this year. And once it gets below a hundred dollars, then it'll be below $50. And, you know, and when it gets down there, then people don't need to make a decision anymore. The decision becomes easy. Yeah. The best choice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think we are actually at the tipping point on a lot of these things, like tipping point, I mean, in a good way. So by tipping point, I mean, you know, like this, and then that part on the, the hockey yeah, stick yeah. on lots of things. We're at the, the good part of that. Mm, mm. I, I think you're in a good, you're in a good position. I think you will be able to get to, to your, to your goals. That would be very cool to do that kind of impact. No, I, I think I'm not saying this just because we're talking. I think it is a great idea. I think it solves a lot of uh, problems for people, uh, you know, in terms of the, the cost of a boat and yeah. gives them lots of great affordable opportunities. Mm. And I think it especially fits in with um, the growing <clears throat> uh, model uh, for especially for young people of a sharing, you know, economy of, of ride sharing, of, of sharing all these, not owning things, mm. of participating in the experience and, and sharing them. So I think you are, I think you're at the right part of the hockey stick as well. Well, you're you're there now, but soon you'll be there. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope. So. Yeah. Uh, actually, when we started and asked around on electric boats, uh, the guys we were talking, the boat guys we were talking to said that that, that wouldn't work for five to ten years. Um, and uh, But now, and we just say, uh, sorry, we are delivering the first ones in, yeah. in May. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, information is the key here, as you said. Yeah, my biggest wish would be more... Um, um, people becoming more aware of um, the consequences of fossil fuels and the huge opportunities of electrifying everything. Although it doesn't seem it uh, sometimes uh, people are generally good and want to do good things. And I think when you give them the information and the power to know what those good things are, then most people will do it. Yeah. Yeah. And here, I think you are doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it, it's, uh, it's fun. 
I, uh, you know, I need to, uh, start making a little bit of money off it. I need to make some more cause it takes up a whole bunch of time now, but, uh, uh, I always knew that, but I'm, but I'm kind of there as well. So, yeah. So I'll just tell you something. Uh, I, I uh, skipped out one uh, part of my life, which was yeah. working on a, uh, a mobile app startup. Mm-hmm. Um, which is actually going very well. I'm not involved in it day to day anymore, but I was one of the first people there. And every meeting I went into in 2012, every meeting started out with, do you think that smartphones will continue to grow, that they will be the future? <laughs> right? That's what that was. I had to answer that question. Can you imagine answering that question? I said, you know, I I pull out a chart. I say, look, iPhone started in 2008 and now it's at 27% penetration. Who do you you like without saying, are you out of your mind? But it's the same thing now, right? They say, well, do you think these electric bolts will work? (laughs) And you go, are you kidding me? You know, just watch. (laughs) 